Osiris. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a second to tell you about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com stormsound50 and use code stormsound50 to get 50% off your first box and along with two free wellness shots per box while the subscription is active. That's code stormsound50 at factormeals.com stormsound50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, and we're live and we're back. It's another day after show, which means we're back for another day after show. Hi, Neil. How are you on this fine Monday afternoon? Doing great doing absolutely great excited to talk about the show got a good night's rest because we only had one set in the central time zone that we had to deal with so yeah we're doing great it, you know it was in the eastern time zone or eastern time zone my bad yeah i don't like, know where they are anymore it's a little later yeah you know yeah you just you know yeah. you, you you click on the stream and you watch it and then you go to bed after that's, that's what i do yeah that's what it's i like, do that's what uh, we all do that's what we're here for uh, well, today we are joined uh, by a guest who was at the show last night, and you know I, I don't know if we have much other preamble other than uh, you know thanks uh, Rick and Peter for the the kind of shout out on their Arabolo radio broadcast that's happening right now. Yeah, Columbus, we're, we're competing um, with Goose right now. Which, we are. Uh... So you know we'll see how many people <laughs> we'll see how many people tune in uh, for the first little while of this pod. Uh, but we're yeah. going to bring our guest on. We're going to start talking about it. We've got the one and only Jesse here. Hello, Jesse. Hello. Is this your first time on Hello. the pod? I feel like it might be your first time. It is the first time. Oh, welcome. Thanks. Not his Hello, first time people. potting about Goose. I feel like it's been done before, just not this pod. I'm not Correct. here to talk about Goose. I'm here to talk about the DJ Marvin Dawes. 
Well, okay. I, hey, you know what? That, that's a big reason. Show. Yeah. That's a big uh, reason why I really wanted you to come on today because you know, like we can talk about last night's show well enough from the couch, but we can't really talk about Marv Menthols from two to three in the morning at Electric Forest this weekend. Uh, and so, before we get into last night's goose show, I want to hear all about this. Uh, yeah, it was it was so much fun. Um, we didn't know really what to expect. I mean, we saw some of uh, him play on like the bingo tour thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so we kind of, and I guess this was his first performance in front of people, I was told. Yeah. So, um, and it was a fucking blast. <clears throat> we had um, a nice crew of us. A lot of the Goose people and crew were there and we were all just getting down. It was so much fun. We actually had plans to leave. We were going to start there and go see another artist and it was just so good we didn't want to leave <laughs> i heard was he throwing full packs of menthol cigarettes into the crowd he was throwing full packs <laughs> and <laughs> absolutely amazing it's hilar- love- it was hilarious we were all rolling one... dying laughing i have questions <laughs> yeah like there, there was... i mean how many yeah, people just know. ended up there and like, how many people were there to see them? Like, because the photos I've seen are pretty sparse, and in terms of attendance, it definitely like there had to be sparse. people who just like walked up and were like, "Who the hell is this guy?" And then there had to be people knowing fully, full well who he was. Yeah, that that exact thing happened. So it started to kind of sparse because it was during um, Sound Tribe and Chris Lake, which is also a big um, EDM guy. Um, so there was a lot going on at the time, but by the end of it, I think Sound Tribe had ended and it started filtering in. And people were like, who is this guy? Like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> who so is literally, Mark it was literally that. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's awesome. Yeah, I, there, there, was a, there was a tweet that popped up from, like, some random, like, not goose-affiliated guy in the slightest who was just like, this guy, Marv Menthols, is throwing Lucy's into the crowd at 2 a.m. Like, what is happening? Or <laughs> something to that effect. Yeah, I think the, really? the full tweet was like, this guy's playing like side trance at two o'clock in, or three o'clock in the morning. Like somebody should have told him what time it was. And then he said he was like throwing Lucy's into the crowd, <laughs> which uh, both things are. I mean, that's intense music for that hour. That is some really, really intense music. Yeah. So, I mean, no, it, nobody, it nobody told nobody told DJ Marv Menthols it was 2.15 a.m. Homeboy giving Lucy's to the crowd while ripping <laughs> 90s trance. <laughs> they uh, also shout out to whoever was smoking crack because there was apparently someone smoking crack at that set as per that tweet wasn't me <laughs> good good to I know confirm. I can confirm not me okay awesome love to hear um, it um, so Mar Menthols would see again yeah absolutely I think you should do it much more often because it was so, it was a fucking blast um and let's not forget his outfit. the The tracksuit was just unbelievable. It's just it, he, he is a force. This is indeed the year of Big M. It is, you know, as as it were, as it were. Well, let's talk about uh, last night's Goose Show because uh, you know that's that's really you know the secondary reason why we're all here today. But you know, st- still important to talk about. Um, take us through you know the day leading up to it, or just what the crowd was like before Goose is set. I know you said you were on the rail, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, so um, Dogs in a Pile started the stage off that last night, and it was like five. I don't know. Well, they pushed everything back due to the storm, which we had a pretty nasty storm for like a solid hour. Mm-hmm. Um, they made everybody leave the festival grounds. Um, 
So by the time we got to Dogs, it was about 6.30. They were great, by the way. Um, fun band. Uh, and then we just hung out there until Goose. Um, we got up on the rail right after Dogs and just stayed put until they started. Um, we were we were next to a couple on the left of us and three of people on the right of us, and it was all their first Goose show, and they were all on the Ooh. rail with us. So they nice. were they were super stoked. They had a they had a great time. We talked to them afterwards. They loved it. Um, yeah, the show was great. Uh, the creatures opener. I mean, straight into the Madhavan and the two hole. I mean, yeah, man, it was it was good. It was good. What, how big uh, did the crowd feel? Like, were were there other acts performing at the same time or? Uh, there were, but no one really that I'd ever heard of. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how much competition they had. Um, but the crowd seemed big, but like I said, I was on the rail. Right, side you were at the rail. Yeah, I don't really know. From the pictures, it looked like it was pretty big. Yeah, looked <clears throat> yeah. big. It looked big on the webcast. The stage looked, you know, massive. The stage is—it's got to be probably one of the biggest stages I've ever played because it's fucking huge. I mean, it's just giant. It's very so, very tall. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, before we talk about the music, I want to talk about the festival because, okay. I mean. For me, at least, when I look at the lineup for that show, I don't know 90% of the shit that's going on. But yeah. I, when I see the pictures of that place, it's just like, I have to go. Like, I have to go and, like, see this in person. Can you talk a little bit about the festival grounds and, like, what sets it apart from, I don't know, like, summer camp that you were just at, too? Oh, I think, right? wow. Yeah, there's a big difference. I mean, it's in the middle of, like, the woods, basically. Um, and the centerpiece is the Sherwood Forest where they put all the lights and there's like multiple stages in there and all sort of art exhibits. Um, it's just incredible, like layout. Everything's easy to get to. It is pretty massive. So there's a lot of walking involved, but, um, it's just the, it's hard to even describe the, the, the attention to detail that they put into every little aspect of the, of the festival. is just un, unbelievable. You can be walking through the woods and you'll find like a little tiny thing just off to the side that's just they did that just like for someone to find and it's just uh it's really awesome um i would highly recommend it even if you're not a big electronic music fan um (laughs) but yeah uh it was really good loved it love to hear it uh so obviously you know very predictable creatures opener uh last night but definitely the right choice for an electronic festival i think yeah. uh but what, what were your thoughts on this first song immediately it was it was good um it had a little bit of improv in it um didn't get too crazy but mm-hmm. it was a great call to open the show with it i mean i think we all kind of knew creatures was going to come at some point yeah listen i, I, I knew I two things like... for certain last night a creatures opener and a hot tea closer and those were the only two songs I hit on my fantasy. So there you go, nice. And they were my eighty-seven. I did see that they cut Electric Avenue. Of course. Um, I think it was Dripfield, and then there was one other. Song. So they cut three songs. Um, I mean, I don't know if I don't know if they were intending on playing Madhavan for twenty-five minutes, which is you know what. Right. Talk about that, but like. <clears throat> This and the jam was that I saw, awesome. uh, Madhavan yeah. was supposed to open. It was supposed to be get Madhavan Creatures. So Ooh. I don't know if they decided just to mix it up right at the beginning. or, uh, Yeah. Neil, you but, got anything on the Creatures before we talk about this large jam? No, I mean, I I honestly thought 
I, I knew what Creatures was coming as well. It just, it fits, you know? Yeah. And if you look at past, like, festival sets, you know, if you go way back to, like, 2019 and stuff, it, it just felt like they were going to sneak that in there based on, like, what they've done in, like, late night sets and kind of festivals that would accept something like Creatures, right? Like, when mm-hmm. you look at Electric Forest, you're like, okay, so high likelihood of a Creatures, pretty high likelihood of a Slow Ready, which didn't happen, but... Um, you know, I think back to the creatures that they played in Chicago, and I thought for sure we were going to see a rehash of that creatures with like the arpeggiator jam and like all of that stuff in this creatures. So it was actually like kind of, I don't want to say I was disappointed, but I was expecting it to get full on, you know, EDM freak out kind yeah. of thing. And it didn't yeah. go there. It was still pretty cool, though. It was hot. It was good. And then, I mean, yeah, so the, you know, the creatures fades into Madhavan and at this point I'm thinking like, okay, we'll get like, you know, we're going to, we're going to get a very songy set here. Like this will probably be 12, 13 minutes, what have you. Um, and then they start going into that, that initial dark jam, which caught me very much by surprise. I wasn't expecting improv on that level at all during the set. Um, and this was cool because it felt like when they, when they emerged from that, you know, Rick kind of cued them back into the Madhavan jam and then mm-hmm. decided that he wasn't done. It, I feel <laughs> right. like it, it was Rick's night last night. He was absolutely on fire, especially through this jam. 25-minute Monavon in a 90-minute festival set at an EDM festival. That <laughs> seems like an insane thing, right? Like, Goose has been crushing festivals in 2023. Like, there, are, I, I think the majority of them have had at least one improvisational highlight, um, which, you know, is not something like a lot of festival sets last year. You know, we're just kind of like, ah, I'm, there's nothing I need to go back and listen to here. Um, but this Madhavan has some, you know, re-listen power, like this dark jam and the triumph, and then they get exploratory. You know, Peter hits the keys. But what what were you thinking during this Madhavan, Jesse? I mean, I was losing my mind. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, I, I liked that it had two, like, jam sections in it. Um, I thought they were going to save the ending for the end of the set. Mm. to be honest um but it was a it was a really nice treat to get that um i i enjoyed it more than the summer camp shows i guess um just because mainly the madavan <laughs> that was that makes sense really nice treat that's <laughs> yeah. my favorite jam i like so we went to chicago on wednesday and i i think that was the madavan is probably the highlight of that i saw this week for yeah. sure Hundred percent. I think that's a pretty fair to say. You know, the, the one thing that was interesting about this Madavan is that they walked away. This was good. I want I want to preface this by saying this was really really good. But I think the coolest part of the jam, had they really just run with it, was before they returned to Madavan. And like, oh man, it was so, it was so good. Uh, I, I don't know. I just love that kind of dark weird space that they were in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they kind of returned, and then like. It wasn't as good for a minute, and then it kind of went off the rails again. But uh, yeah, oh, you, you mean that the the first jam segment, like the initial that yeah. dark evil, yeah, the yeah dark yeah. thing. I mean, that could have gone somewhere absolutely incredible. Like we could yeah. be having like a different conversation right now. Like instead of saying like that was a really good Madavon, we could have been saying that was maybe the best one they played this year or the best one they played in a while. Like jam uh, of the year. <laughs> Yeah. Whoa, and, whoa, and, whoa, whoa, whoa. But it was, it was <laughs> trending towards that territory. Yeah. And then and, and then they jumped out of it and I was like, oh right, because this is like a festival set. And then 
then they just went kept going and like that yeah. part was really surprising to me uh, well, that, that but, felt like rick it, it felt like rick was really driving this one you know we were talking a lot about the last few shows like uh chicago and louisville felt a lot like peter and jeff were standing out uh in the jams this modavon felt like rick you know kind of taking taking back control a little bit you know he was the one kind of leading a lot of the charges and it, it was it, it felt like as i mentioned it felt like after that initial dark section when he cued it back into modavon it felt like all right we're wrapping it up and then maybe he had a thought like maybe not you know may, may, maybe i want to keep going here because you know again they were planning on playing a lot more songs i'm sure they did not intend on playing a 25 minute jam in an edm festival where they only have a 90 minute set um but you know these things happen uh and we got you know a lengthy a lengthy two guitar segment you know peter kind of trending back in that direction a little bit after for the first you know huge chunk of this year he was barely playing any jams on guitar and so now i think he's kind of either he's making a conscious choice to stay on guitar for a little longer or he's a little bit more interested in what he can do on guitar for a little while again because there, there are periods where we hear them where we hear peter flip back and forth between heavy use of guitar and heavy use of keys um and so i'm liking the direction we're trending a little bit i gotta agree yeah you guys got anything else on this jam No, it was it was great. I mean, it wasn't yeah, like we covered it. Yeah, it wasn't like you know the best Madavon ever, but it was really solid and really surprising for a festival set for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it was good. So, rest of the set, you know, kind of you can probably get it in here. Uh, pancakes, Kylie, pancakes, animal, and hot tea. You know what? What were your thoughts here? Um, I'm not the biggest Kylie cover. I mean, I've seen it, I think four times now. So I, <laughs> I kind of expected it to happen, I suppose, because of the electronic aspect of the festival, but, um, kind of wish it was just a pancakes jam personally, but that's okay. Um, and, uh, I think right before tea started, I was like, it's gotta be our Arcadia tea. It's gotta be one of the, the big bangers, you know? Um, so kind of felt that coming it was good though nothing crazy yeah but it, good. It, was, it was a fun festival set i was a little bit disappointed was, yeah. at the the kylie placement like you know it is a festival but i would have rather them just played like a standalone kylie than you know use the pancakes that is now definitely not getting played tomorrow night in uh, columbus mm-hmm. you know and not not you know six minutes into pancakes you're gonna drop the kylie like <laughs> yeah 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 you know it's it's one of those things where, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes those bum me out where it's, just, you know, you guys both said this already, which is you hear them go into pancakes. They just came off of like a 25 minute marathon and you're like, right. oh shit. Like they're yeah, just going gonna... to go like ham on this. And and so that's not what happened. They, of course, you know, segued into Kylie and then back out again. And so you didn't really get the pancakes jam that you were hoping for. But I was actually surprised that they played pancakes at this. I was surprised by two two things. I was surprised that they played pancakes. And I was surprised that they played nothing off of Dripfield. Nothing. Hot tea was on Dripfield. Well, you you know what I mean. Like, hot tea had been around for a while. Right. They didn't play Born Hunger Site or Dripfield. Yeah. Yeah. it's, It's not the same. Um, and that's shocking to me that they didn't play any of that trio of songs. 
absolutely shocking. You would think, you know, I, I don't know how big the crowd was, but it's had to be sizable. And uh, I'm sure like well, folks but- in management were like, damn it, you know, like they didn't <laughs> play the album. Yeah. Uh, so the festival so. is 50,000 people. So I'm assuming there's, I mean, it had to have been at least 10,000, probably a goose. I'm guessing more. Um, it was, it seemed pretty sizable for sure. Do we know what coach estimated the crowd? <laughs> Probably two million. 80, 80,000 maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. But yeah, it, it's, it's interesting to look at the set list, you know, also in terms of, you know, Pancakes and Madhavan were probably two of the, the, like two of the biggest jammers not played yet on this tour. And they, you know, they played the Madhavan here. Um, and so interesting to then play Pancakes, which, you know, for their, their headlining show tomorrow where they kind of want to have these in the tank. Um, and so, you know, curious going into Columbus tomorrow, you know, I feel like this is the hardest uh, fantasy goose day that we've had in a little while because <laughs> no, but it's true because we're a few shows into tour. You know, we had a bunch of festivals a couple of weeks ago, which are generally, you know, kind of hit or miss, but you can, you have a pretty good idea of what might get played. Um, but there's a lot <laughs> Sorry, I had to put that up there. Yeah, that was the pod that I was referring to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love that. I love that Jive Goose can be in the chat, but you know can't join us on this podcast. You know how how nice of him. Yeah, he's you know, a busy guy. I think we we could have predicted what he would have said while he's on here, which you know I can do it actually. Like if he's watching, Please do it. Uh, all right, real quick, real quick. You know, uh, there's a lot of songs they could have played instead of Kylie, man. That's what he would have said. Um, <laughs> you, you nailed it. It was the. It was the. Uh, I, I'll. I'll be brief. I'm gonna be really quick. Real quick. I'm gonna. I mean, some of us have to work. You're literally watching this podcast right now. <laughs> Amazing. Guys anyway. Crazy. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's interesting to look at what they're choosing to play, um, and you know what what's on the table for tomorrow because there are also. We've been talking a lot about this the last few days in the group chat. Um, you know, songs that are on a weirdly long show gap. You know, stuff like we haven't seen Flea or Indian Rivers since Bozeman, which is a crazy long gap, especially for something like Flea. You know, like where is time to flee? You know, like no, you know, we're mi- we're missing uh, Jive Two on a bigger gap again. Uh, you know, Mist is on a pretty big gap right now. Like there, there's a ton of stuff that's on an abnormally large gap. So it's interesting to see how the year keeps going, how they keep approaching set lists differently. Yeah. I sort of fully expected mist last night too, to be honest. I assumed they were going to do, you know, like creatures mist, maybe fish in the sea, something, oh, yeah. you know, like something that would fit the EDM crowd, but I'm glad that they, glad with what that they played. I was, I was happy with it. I was having a blast. Yeah. Neil, you got anything on the, song rotation discourse well i mean yeah they have a lot of new songs man and they really 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 want to play those new songs and there are songs that maybe didn't even get as much play last year that are getting more this year like hunger sites pretty much they play two shows then they play it they play two shows and then they play it like Mm -hmm. almost like clockwork and then thatch i mean basically gets played every other show at this point and it's a big one on thursday yeah well i mean i wouldn't have been surprised if they played it last night we were saying this before where it was just like they played at the show before but they can probably play it again tonight which mm-hmm. in memory i can't think of any other time that we've kind of said this about them except for like maybe like hot tea in 2021 where it was just like 
played every damn show, especially like in in June or July. Um, it was July, but, uh, yeah. Three three T's and six shows. <laughs> three T's and six shows, but the, they're they're exceeding that right now with uh, with the batch, like in, in this latest run. Like, I mean, it's nuts how often they play it. Single show gaps and all kinds of stuff is happening. Yeah. So, I thought that was interesting. Uh, so the Chicago show had a bunch of repeats of the shows that they just played in Chicago in April, right? It was like, I don't think there was one unique song that they didn't play. I'd have to look back to be sure, but I was like, this is like everything they just played like two months ago. Right, month which ago. is interesting, too, because, you know, they claim that when they make the set list for a show, they look at what they play the last time they were in that city, which maybe they look at it, but it definitely <laughs> doesn't affect how they write the set list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel it's like they're like, okay, we covered that last time we we're here. We're not going to cover that. But even then, that's thrown out the window because they played uh, Escape in Montana two years in a row. So, right. um, so I mean, yeah, there's no way they actually do that. It's they, they might, they point. might look at it just for fun, but, but and then, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't like, affect the way they write the set list for sure. Yeah, they're just like, ha, screw those guys. We're going to play Escape again. Um, which actually, I mean, I don't mind that as a cover. But no, to your point, I mean, there are right now, let's see here. I mean, there's roughly 25 songs with more than a 10-show gap. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those are kind of like not often played songs like Spirit of the Dark Horse and Labyrinth. But I mean, there Mobile. there are there are old classics in there. Like Get Time to Flee, it's been 16 shows. Uh, Traveler, 17 shows. The Old Man's Boat, 18 shows. Yeah, oh, that's Lee, a weird one. 20 shows. What was funny? Sorry, Jive Lee. Jive Lee. Is that the longest Lee gap ever? It's got to be. And then so, seven two six, fourteen shows. Rosewood Heart, twelve shows. Twelve shows since they played a Rosewood Heart. How is that even possible? <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it's because they got all this new stuff, and yeah, they're is, they're really wearing out some of it. This is yeah. the longest Jive Lee gap ever. You know, the next longest was uh, last summer at nineteen shows. Um, and the beginning of this year at 18 shows. But yeah, we've now... I mean, honestly, of the like the five longest Jive Lee gaps, like four of them have been in the last year. So it, we, which we've those, seen a lot. The, one of those quintessential Goose songs. I put Jive Lee, or any of the Jives for that matter, and like Rosewood Heart in the, you know, the core Goose songs from when I've started listening to them. And sure. the idea that they can go a dozen shows or more without playing either of those songs just doesn't even seem realistic. But here we are. Here we are. Uh, that's how much new stuff they're writing. But if you look back two years ago, there was like a concern about how much new stuff they were going to write and how good it was and where all this stuff was going to end up. I mean, we, we talked about this a bunch. I don't know if we ever did it on a podcast, but we certainly talked about it behind the scenes about like, what if they don't write a bunch of cool new stuff? And then this is what happens. We destined to hear hot tea every other show until the end of time. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And so they they have written a lot of new stuff. And I don't know, it's exciting, but I do miss some of those old songs for sure. There we go. Well, we will be back, of course, on Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Talk about tomorrow night's show in Columbus, uh, which is – Bound to be a heater, of course, because they're playing in Shohio. Uh, and as we know, they play good shows in Shohio. True. Jesse, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, uh, thank you today. guys for having me. Uh, and go see DJ Marmenthal's anytime you can. Be yeah, sure to 100%, be there. 100%. <laughs> Especially if you're short on smokes. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I would like to. I would like to shout out this comment before we wrap up. Poor, not alone. We agree. Not alone is a a, a very pod endorsed song. It is big. Not alone, guys. <laughs> Neil, thank you for joining us uh, from your work shower again. Everybody, yeah, thank you so much. Have a, have a fantastic day, and we will see you on Wednesday. Hi, I'm Dave Gebro. I threw my career as a licensed hearing instrument specialist in the trash, sold my house, and created the ultimate music obsessives podcast, Discography. Each episode of Discography features an eclectic and wide-ranging slew of cool musicians doing long-form deep-dive interviews in which we rate either their favorite band's output or their own from zero to five stars. From Mike Watt rating the Minutemen to Terry Kirkman from The Association, Bob Nastanovich on Pavement, Bob Forrest on The Band, Bob Mayer on The Replacements, and Lou Barlow on The Zombies, each new guest swings a hard left into an area you either had no idea you needed to know about or know all about and can't believe you're not alone out there. Coming up, here's who we've got on the program. The Lemon Twigs, Robert Schneider from The Apples and Stereo, the Dedrick Siblings from The Free Design, Joel Self on mother-murdering superstar drummer Jim Gordon and a record-breaking 20-hour interview with the great Michelle Phillips about the mamas and the papas. You're not going to want to miss it because there's nothing quite like it. Don't let your youth go to waste, lads and ladies. Discography. Subscribe. Hey, everyone. It's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.